Hello, Gary. Hello, Aussie Sue. Hello, Liana. How's everybody doing? Having some technical difficulties here. Lost some channels here. Daniel Robinson. Hope everybody's having a good Friday evening. So Daniel Robinson, 24-year-old geologist in Arizona, part two. Let's go over his timeline again. So, let me share my screen here. That will we'll bring up some people that are just joining in that has not seen part one. A little bit of information here. There's Mr. Robertson right there. That's the vehicle. Daniel Robinson, 24-year-old geologist. Living in Arizona, has been missing for over three months, and this is back from 2021, I believe. Yep, September 28, 2021, at 5.28 p.m. EDT time. Buckeye Police Department to search for a young man that went missing late in June. According to Robinson's family, never went more than six hours without speaking to his family, without telling someone where he was going. Remember, we talked about that. When they haven't heard from him in at least that long, they knew something was wrong. Robinson's father, David Robinson, the second towed CNN, which he also claimed local law enforcement, as he took too long with the case. Now, there was a debacle because somebody else was missing at the same time, and their family thought that their son's case got put on the back burner. I'm sorry they felt that way, but we don't know the underlying circumstances. Robbins was last seen on June 23rd leaving his job in Buckeye, Arizona. Remember, there was some... Uh, Underlying circumstances to this case that we talked about. Robinson was last seen leaving his job site near Sun Valley Parkway on Cactus Road on June 23rd. Since his disappearance, the Buckeye Police Department has worked with outside agencies to search more than 70 square miles in effort to locate Daniel. Investigators utilize UTVs, four-wheelers. Cadaver dogs, air support, including drone and helicopter, Buckeye PD in a statement on September 16th, they say. Robinson is 5'8", around 150 pounds, according to GoFundMe page set up by his family to help finance efforts to find him. He has dark brown eyes, black hair, and was born without a right hand. 
Remember, we talked about this in part one. Robinson's co-worker said he was acting strange the morning of his disappearance. When Robinson arrived at work at 9 a.m. on June 23rd, he met with Kenneth, which was a co-worker who told Buckeye police he was acting strange. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what is strange? You know, everybody's definition of strange is is different. What is a norm is my thing. You know, what is normal, right? What was his normal? So what was strange from Mr. Robinson? According to the police report, Robinson was saying things that did not make sense. Like asking Ken if he wanted to go home to Phoenix to rest. About 15 minutes of this, he waved goodbye and Brian left the work site where the pair was located. Kenan contacted Steve, the project manager, who said no one from the company had heard or seen Robinson throughout the day. Around 3 p.m., Kenneth was made aware that Robinson had not been located and was not responding to texts or calls from work and family. At that point, Ken started to look for Robinson in the desert. Well, Ken followed tire tracks, he said, were Robinson's near the work site where Robinson was last seen. That was heading west. He tried to locate Robinson as he drove further into an extremely large desert area. Desert area. Placed in search area for hours with no success. Robinson's dad said all the pictures from his Instagrams was deleted shortly after his disappearance. So remember, that's that's key number one. That's a red flag. Buckeye Police Department instructed Robinson II, which is his dad, to check his son's social media pages on June 24th. Robinson's dad, the second, confirmed to police that all the photos on his son's Instagram had been deleted since his disappearance. There's a picture of uh, Mr. Robinson right now. Robinson's friends and family report on behavior in the weeks leading up to the disappearance. Now, if you remember during part one, and we're going to get to it. According to the police report, multiple Robinson's friends and family members and a waitress at a Waffle House he visited two days prior he disappeared report odd behavior, which is odd behavior. Somebody, I need, I need to know what that means, right? What is odd behavior? Living dis disappearance, most commonly he was describing as being off. Well, just somebody described to me what that means. On the same day, he texted his sister that he had an emergency, but neglected to answer any of her calls in response, according to the police report. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the police reports, there are a couple of them that are out there and we talked about during part one uh, that covers his missing report and another one, which we're getting ready to cover. Robinson's sister also said one time he went over to her apartment and sat in silence for 30 minutes before getting up and leaving. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when somebody 
does that, that is somebody that has something that is very heavily weighing on their mind or heart. That is somebody that is thinking about something that is probably troublesome, worrisome. So just keep that in mind. His dad told police in the weeks leading up to his disappearances, Roberts told him that he met a woman and then he was in love with her. His dad found this strange since his son did not appear knowing anything about this woman that he's talking to about his father. Now, this is where things starting to get a little twisted and a little turn. And, and, and I said in the beginning that people sometimes can take things the wrong way. People being too friendly. People taking vibes incorrectly. Now, we weren't there. And I will say, you know, like we always say, this is for entertainment purposes only, and everybody's innocent until proven guilty in a court or law. So we always got to throw that disclaimer out there. A co-worker told police Robinson mentioned something about a girl, specifically about wanting a woman he liked but couldn't have. But overall wasn't making any sense when talking about her. Robinson made contact with the woman prior to his disappearance, according to a police report. So now there is another police report out there that is public access for you all to review. Evidently, this woman has filed a report against Mr. Robinson, allegedly. And it says here, uh, Robinson made contact with the woman prior to disappearance. Robinson was an Instacart delivery person. So evidently he made a delivery to her house and she invited him into her home. And uh, I guess, you know, that uh, they thought that he was friendly. She told police and they exchanged phone numbers, it says. So Robinson showed up at her home and announced a few times. Uh, he then told her he loved her, according to the police report. So evidently he did talk to the police as well. And she asked him to stop contacting her, and he did it again. So evidently uh, the police in the report and her to stop, do not contact me, did not work evidently, allegedly. On July 19, police recovered Robinson's car. Now, this is where it takes another turn. A Jeep belonging to Robinson was found in a ravine on July 19th, about four miles from where he was last seen, according to CNN. The police department said the car sustained significant damage. Robinson's cell phone, wallet, keys, and clothes were all found at the scene with his car. Police said foul play is not expected, but Robinson's family thinks otherwise. It didn't sit right with me, his dad said, and when he told CNN, Brian Keller. 
So his dad hired his own prior investigator to help with the case. Evidence showed Robinson was wearing a seatbelt at the time at the car crash. Now, this is where I said that with technology, that they can go into the car's computer and tell you how fast you was going, if you were using your blinker, if you hit your brakes and whatnot, and tells you the mechanical condition of the car and what you were doing while you were driving in during the incident or accident. So he says it looks like a stage event to me. Uh, the accident reconstructionist and a private investigator, Jeff McGrath, told NBC 12 News. He said after the airbags came out, somebody turned the ignition over at least 46 more times, which is very interesting. 46 more times. And there's an additional 11 miles on the car, so it tells the car was driven around after the crash. So there's a news uh, release where you can go to Buckeye Police Department and click on their website. You can see the uh, photographs of the vehicle and the rollover. So, yeah, very interesting. Local police conducted multiple searches in the first month of Robinson's disappearance. Buckeye Police Department said leading up to finding Robinson's car, they conducted four ground searches and two area searches. But after finding the car, they conducted two more ground searches on July 24th, and this is according to NBC 12 News. Now, I said during the first show, that let's take a positive out of this sad case. Now, we found out that there were several remains that were found, so hopefully that did give some closure and leads to other cases. So it even says later a human skull was found, was confirmed not to be Robinson's. It was near the crash site on July 31st, but did not belong to Robinson. But remember the news article right here, it says no additional human remains have been found despite online reports claiming otherwise, the department says. Now we know that that contradicts itself because we later see in the news article later on, it says it has. So we got conflicting information and I've validated with other news sources online that there were other remains found. The Robinson's family calls for answers. The search of Robinson led to re recovery of close to five or six human remains in the area that they searched for other missing persons, according to Robinson's dad, see? And I did validate that. That has been confirmed. It's been over two months with no leads or evidence towards Daniel's disappearance, as well as fell tracking of his vehicle. Phone GPS location it could be determined exactly what happened that day. And uh, on a website dedicating to find Danielson, his dad's put together, is offered a $10,000 reward for information to help to find his son. 
They also, at the time, I don't know how much it's grown or if it's even depleted or if it's even more at the time at the newsprint of 2021. It's amassed nearly $100,000 to assist with search cost. So, and then it goes back to the family debacling about that somebody else went missing and, you know, that they put their son on the back burner. We're, we're just not going to get into that. We're That's totally a different story, and, and it's not my forte. Anyone information relating, uh, relating to Robinson's urge to call Buckeye Police Department at 623-349-6400, 623-349-6400. Now, so we know that he probably did some things that he shouldn't have done. Okay, we all have. You know, we're human. Men, women, love changes the things or games in people's lives. So what do we do? Was that a factor? Is that what happened? Is that why the vehicle was turned over 46 times? So I don't know. There's a lot of unanswered questions. His body was never found. So we'll find out. First one up is Lala. Welcome to the show, Lala. Here we go. How are you doing? Oh, you got yourself muted. Uh, I can read. So I know exactly what <laughs> these are. Okay, hi. How, how are you? Go and introduce yourself. I'm Lala, and I talk to spirits and aliens and other beings. Um. So this one was weird. I. I didn't talk to his spirit at, at all. I saw things, but I didn't talk to him, which I found odd. I don't know why, but I, I felt that he was hiding a lot of unhappiness and anger. Um, I felt he had a lot of pressure from his parents and family about um, things, life. Um, job, things like that. I don't know if that was a cultural thing or maybe they didn't show love the way I'm used to mushy stuff, you know, not strict, strict, you know. Right. Um, I feel he he upset someone and that set him off. That's what they said, set him off. I think he had mental illness. I don't think it was really um, dealt with. I think it was pushed to the side, or maybe they didn't even realize it. I think it it can be in the family, whatever. I don't know what the mental illness is, but I feel like it's it within their family also. Um, 
I saw big rocks with tan sand, not a beach, but like a desert and like little pieces of grass here and there. Um, I saw a car crash and walking off, feeling ashamed about things that he can't control. And that was pretty much it. It, it cut off. I, I tried connecting with him, but uh, he either he wouldn't talk or he's still alive. Strange. So this this case goes back to 2021, and there has not been any other uh, updates uh, about it. Uh, I did get information that his dad actually went out there and lived in that area to help with the the search and rescue. So uh, I don't know. So stand by, Kelly Joe. You're next. Stand by there, Lala. Kelly Joe, how you doing? Good. I kept getting, where's the car when I first picked up on him? And then I got, they found the car. Then I got, he, his remains is by the pinnacle. So is there, it's in the desert and there's a place called the pinnacle or that people call the pinnacle. I got that two men were involved and um, after he crashed. And I get that he was in like a horror movie in his mind. And he was all confused and all upset and all. And then that's all I got on him. But I know that he's passed on. So it's it's strange because I'm I'm starting to see a trend coming. So yeah, stand by and I'll bring you right back. And next up, Donna. Welcome to the show, Donna. Hello there. Welcome. Hi. Um, How are you doing? I'm pretty stressed. Like, mine's all over the place again. I'm trying to get you straight on this camera. Um, why am I not getting you straight? I'm just, like, all over the place. I didn't, like... I went right for the picture. I was seeing that he was a good kid, but there was a little messiness. And then I saw negativity. I didn't know where, and I mean, I don't know if you want, I'm sorry, I didn't introduce myself. I'm Donna, psychic medium, clairvoyant. I'm sorry, I'm nervous. That's all right. <laughs> Um, I went straight for the picture and of course we all read the eyes. Um, and what I was getting was I could see he was a good kid and I used a lot of different things like, you know, like I told you, I've been doing cold cases for a little bit, but then my abilities changed. So this one, I got a lot of images, but then I had to channel and use different things. Um, and I contacted him. Um, that negativity, I didn't get, he was negative. I saw a little something with him, 
but I saw like the negativity found him or he ran into the negativity somehow. Then I saw, I contacted him. I saw him running around house to house to house to house. I didn't know nothing about the case till you were just saying stuff. So I did the whole case. Right. And I'm, I was seeing he was like some kind of delivery boy. So I'm okay. Then I found out I contacted him. I made contact and he was hard to contact. Um, and I asked about the hand and he said it was a deformity at birth. Um, anyway, I'm going to get right to it. So I've seen him going house to house to house. Um, cause I saw him struggling. That's why I contacted him about the arm. And then as I was seeing him, it, it, it was throwing me images again and it went right into one neighborhood and it stood on it. And it, it, it wasn't just a quick image. It stood on this one, it was like one or two houses. It was one or the other. And then it went, it was like a dead end street, but you could go around. You know what I'm saying? You could take like a left and go back up. And this was the weirdest thing. It took me up. And then all of a sudden, it showed me a field with um like thick posts with barbed wire around it with high grass and then right after and it looked like somebody was hunched over not in the middle like not too i would say about 10 feet over the rail then all of a sudden it showed me and this was the weirdest thing i'm gonna put you here it showed me um or he showed me this, it was like, I was in a big grassy area and it was like a pond. Now I'm from Massachusetts. We don't, this is way different for me. I got, it was a very dry, hot, very dry place. My sister lived in Arizona. I kept hitting on Arizona. This is before I just heard stuff. Now, when he showed me this pond, right? I'm in this grass. I can see trees behind me. And this water just went right down. And then I'm looking at this big crater. And it's all stone. And I see he had... I don't know if it was an SUV or van. It's a dark color. But there was a car behind it. Like a medium size. And I can hear arguing. And then all of a sudden, the car went right over. I don't know. I was stuck again. What is this water? What is this water? And I've been working on it. It's been a stressful week. So I know that's playing into our abilities. But also he showed me a girl. 
and it was like a tug of war kind of thing with this girl, whoever this girl is. Um, I'm trying to hit on everything. Cause it, I mean, I put my notes here from when you put the picture and right. I was just everywhere. But there's something with the way that it showed me the pond and then that water just went. And then I look and it's this big giant crater. I've never seen nothing like that. And then all of a sudden that car was pushed right in it. And then what, I don't know what happened with this field with the barbed wire and it looked like somebody was hunched over. I don't understand. And I did get his name. I was working with my guides. Daniel yelled in my ear. I did get his name. I mean, it was, I'm trying to not forget anything. Because I did get the way this was just going all over the place. Not like last week. Last week. I mean, I was just getting images. I didn't have to work for it, but this one I did. Um, oh, when I contacted him, I don't know if I said he had a deformity on his hand because I saw him struggling when he was making going house to house, I saw. Um... I'm just trying to make sure I get everything. I just, as far as him being in the car, that SUV van, it, it's either black, navy, blue. It's a dark color. Him being in it, going over the edge. I don't get that feeling. And every time I work the case, my face, my nose is like, I don't think they were hitting them with fists. I felt like it was like bats or something. And my nose would clog up and all around my eye sockets and my head. Then I got this massive pain in my back on the right side. I don't know what that was, but it hurt like really bad. So, I mean, this, this was a different one. This one really, I'm trying to make sure I got everything here. Um, I know it was two to three guys. Why you got an image of a girl? There's some girl involved. It's like a, a tug of war kind of feeling. And I, I hope I got everything. Um, but I don't I don't feel that he was in that car, uh the, the SUV when it went over.
So with that, you know, what he was trying to show me with that water and then it went down, I'm trying to, what does that mean? And I, I, I was trying to work on it and I couldn't, I just couldn't get it. Okay. So I, I tried so hard. Not a problem. Stay backstage and Angela's coming up. Okay. Good job. Stand by. All right, Angela, welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, thank you. Now my laptop's not working otherwise. I, I did do a painting of what the kind of images that he was showing me. He was showing me okay. uh, the best thing that I can describe is showing me symbolic things. And then I, when I went with the symbols, then I kind of got the feeling of what um, he was communicating. Um, so I got that. Let me see if I can turn this around. I don't know if you can see this. Can you see this at all? <laughs> I'm hoping you can see Yes. It. Okay, you see a snake with the lightning. I kept seeing a really bad thunderstorm. And he kept showing me snakes. And he kept telling me the snakes are people. He's surrounded by these people that are not great people. I, I just, I, what I got with the pressure was like there was an accident. Um, there was a terrible storm. And I see this awful storm and I see this accident, like, like a very violent accident. But I got like he went with people and these people picked him up. He kept showing me like um, like a Chevy Trailblazer. And it looked like it was a, there were two people in the vehicle. And these men took him. And they did harm to him, and I, I, I don't believe he he knows whether or not he's a living or deceased. I can't seem to tell you that, but I just know that they were harmful for him. I feel like my intuition says that he's deceased somewhere. Uh, these men actually hurt him. I think when they, uh, instead of rescuing him as he thought that he was expected, he was not rescued. That these people were kind of in the bad group. These two men and. My impression they did try to rob him uh, rather than trying to help him out. I mean, the guys of helping him out actually end up hurting him instead, um, trying to rob him. And um, they held him for a while. They were just trying to get as much information out of him that they could. And when they felt that he wasn't any use to them anymore, they disposed of him. Um, and they, I don't think they got what they wanted. And they were very frustrated by that. But I keep seeing, but it, I feel like he's near where his vehicle was found, that his remains are very nearby. It's just a matter of looking for them. I feel like they're, it feels like they were actually, um, felt like he was rolled up in something, like a carpet. And, he was tucked under something. He's left in the woods, but it felt like he's like tucked under something. Like they dug a hole and like, like tucked him under there. Uh, I'm trying to get a feel for the place. I just feel like it's a dry place. Um, it has some sort of natural, um, and it's very far out. It feels it's very remote wherever it is. Um, but it's it's just you would never suspect it. Um, so that's that's the only impressions I was getting um, that these these men and I think it's a Chevy Trailblazer, like a white Chevy Trailblazer. Like you would know these men if you knew the Trailblazer, like if you would run the plane in the car, you would know these people. Uh, I just got there was a lot of criminal history with these two and they saw them and they like this is our chance with them. 
Interesting. Interesting. Do you, no, let me ask you this, and I usually don't ask. Do you think that this had any indication ties to the woman that he was in love with? Or was this just another act of random misfortune? To me, it doesn't feel connected. It doesn't feel connected to the woman at all. These men were just, they were in a group, they were part of a crime ring in the area. And like these are like professional criminals and they're very violent. And they just saw something, oh, you know, we see somebody vulnerable to take advantage of that vulnerability they can. I don't think there's a connection with her. I do get, I do get a feeling of her that she's been in trouble. If she's in, she's, um, but I don't feel like it's violence. It's most more like, you know, occasional drug deals and, and you know, miscellaneous petty crime type things. Nothing violent, nothing to this effect. Um, but those two men were definitely violent individuals. Okay. All right, I'm going to bring everybody back on. Thank you. Stand by. We're going to start with Lala, Kelly, Joe, and Donna. So everybody, I noticed, had a beginning, and they stopped at a certain point. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, I hear an echo in the background, so someone must be playing this live, but we'll, we'll get that fixed here in a second. But I noticed we had we had a, a, a block there. And, 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 and usually if one has a block, we all have a block. Now, what was very interesting uh, when, when it comes to this case is that when you all were hitting on uh, certain points is look at the other remains found in this area where he went missing. So now looking at it from a law enforcement perspective, that tells me that there's some other things going on out in that desert that people don't know about. That's just me talking. So, uh, so I don't know how far they were out. I mean, they didn't say they were like X miles away from this town doing geology work or geologist or anything like that. But, you know, from then recover that many bodies and and first found in a skull and stuff like that. I mean, you're not going to just recover bodies just out of nowhere in a small geographic location. If you know what I'm saying. Right. That to me, that is called a. So, but uh, yeah, and uh, Kelly, you were you're saying some things in the in the comments. What were what was you saying, Kelly Joe? I I forgot to tell you that I kept seeing motocross bikes, and these people are like marauders. They find people and just hit on them, you know, kill them. Mm. 
Yeah, now, ladies and gentlemen, I got the the email address at the bottom of the screen. You can, uh, if you have other cases you want me to look at for the next show, uh, you can email them to me or you can send them to my Facebook, Grizzly Chris, and uh, I'll take a look and review them for the next show. Uh, but this case was sent from a viewer, which was a very interesting case. Uh, and this is going on uh, a little over two and a half years now, and they still haven't found anything. So uh, very interesting. What was what's the information on the crashed car? What was so, that so they they found the the Jeep uh, that that was the car, the Jeep. It was a dark color. Uh, so somebody hit on that. Uh, the dark SUV. Uh, and another thing, too, is what was weird is that it was turned over 46 times. Try to start 46 times. So that tells me two things. Either that he was trying to outrun somebody and he lost control and rolled it. Right. Mm -hmm. Or he was trying to do something and he changed his mind. I don't know. But right. to me, it was more like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here, you know, and tried, 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 tried. Because everything in his vehicle was there, his cell phone, wallet, keys and everything. Yeah. Uh -oh. So that was what that's what was really strange. So. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't say anything was missing in the, all the news articles I, I report or that I, I read and that was reported. So was there anything missing? I, I, I couldn't tell you that. So. One thing I need to add that was just given to me that I know that the dad had to run in with these people. His father had to run in. I know he had to run in with these people. That's what I'm being told. At some point, the dad did run into these guys and felt threatened by them. But he was able to make those guys back down. But the dad thought nothing of it. He didn't make the connection. So he did run into them. He didn't run into the two men. Um, these men, like I said, they, they took everything. They, Took all the information. They tried. Were trying to get private personal information enough that they could go and uh, more stuff, more things of that nature, whatever criminal nature they were into. All right. But I have a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Is there a place called the Pinnacle around there? That I don't know. I know they were excavating something uh, out there, being archaeology, just and doing something that i don't know uh the information about what they were doing was very limited and i think that's why the family was throwing a big stink because somebody else was in the media went missing and and they got more media coverage mm -hmm. and uh they the father threw a big fit over that because of gender and race and and i didn't want to get into that so, I mean, uh, my heart goes out to the family and family members of, 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 of Daniel Robertson, you know, just of, of itself. Uh, that took place in Arizona, I think. Buckeye, Arizona. That's what I picked up. So, yes.
Buckeye, can Arizona. I, can I say something that? Yeah. This is not this is not psychic me. This is just me thinking. If this guy went there, the victim went there a lot, and he was losing his mind. Maybe he wanted to start over. Maybe all those bodies. Maybe he did something. I don't know. That's not. I'm just talking. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. It's well, just weird. Yeah, it's a hard what, case. It's different. It, it it was, and and what's really weird is you all stopped, right? Everyone right. y'all stopped at a certain point, in in, in across the board. Uh, one of the things that I, I I question is where he was at his sister's house. Hello, Nana Boss. Welcome to the show. Is that where he was at his sister's house, and he sat there for thirty minutes in silence. What uh, was going through his mind? Yeah, he yeah. didn't speak. He just sat there. Then he, he ended up getting up and leaving. So that that that's a red red flag there too. Yeah. Uh, and once again, and you know, and and I've made during the first announcement on the first show, you know, however it may be, I'm not saying to the Robinson or the his family that this is him, but you know how guys and women can take things the wrong way and too friendly and all next thing you know they're in love and and you know and things happen and you know i don't know i wasn't there i'm not not, not, not saying that happened but people get the wrong expression sometimes and mm -hmm. you and that's why you know my rule of thumb is if, if if it's not business i usually don't talk to the opposite sex just because of that reason because if i don't want jealous boyfriends husbands or fiancés or anything like that involved, you know, uh, because of people or just it's human nature. Right. That's so true. can and, I say one thing? Yeah. When like what I was picking up when I was I saw images of the girl. I think I said this, though. I was feeling like a tug of war. With this girl. Like, whoever these bad people are and him, it was like a tug of war is what I was feeling. So when you asked, do you think it was about this girl? The feelings that I was getting, the way, because I didn't know where she fit at the beginning when I was seeing her. I didn't know if it was a friend, was she on the, the other side? And then I felt the tug of war. I would say when you asked, did it have to do with the girl? I, I would put money. I think it did. So he actually delivered food for Instacart. It's what he did. Oh. And that's how he met the girl. That's why you got house to house to house. Okay. And evidently she thought he was friendly and you know how guys and girls are. They exchanged it phone numbers. However, that went down. We weren't there. So they exchanged okay. it phone numbers. And there's actually a police report online uh, that you can see that evidently she filed her police report because he kept showing up to the house and she was like, stop. Oh, God. And he kept coming back. So I don't, we don't know what happened after that because there was some 
marks on the police report that's redacted. When I say redacted, it's blocked out because it's an open case. So we don't know what was actually said or, or acknowledged. So I don't know if his heart just exploded and was like, oh, I'm heartbroken. I thought she liked me or I thought she loved me, you know, and I'm, I'm just saying this is hypothetical, you know. So I don't know because we weren't there, right? Thank you, Lil, Liz. When I picked so, up the mm -hmm. arguing and the fighting, they was yelling, um, you should have stopped. You should have stopped. And it was a male. That It's weird that you just said that. Because it just, see, I knew I was forgetting stuff because I got stuff all over here. And it was arguing. And it was as hitting him, you should have stopped. You should have stopped. That's a little weird. Yeah. So, Brian, so what happened was is that she told him to quit showing up. He He didn't. So uh, evidently, allegedly, she filed a police report, which is out there online, which you can see it's public. It's public knowledge or public view. Uh, she filed a police report and he actually had to talk to the police about it and still went back and showed up. Oh. So and next thing you know, this is when everything happened. And my, my question is, you know, when people say, he was he was acting strange. What what does strange mean? You know, you know, when he was acting out of the norm, what is what is different out of the norm? I need to know what what his norm is to say this is not normal. Mm -hmm. Right. Because La La's norm and my norm is not going to be the norm. Yeah. So, you know, that's 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 a vast span there. So, you know, you, you got to take stuff like that, the grain of salt, because that plants a lot of seeds in people's minds, you know, it makes them look kind of crazy, mm -hmm. you know, that he did some, probably did something bad, which he probably didn't. But, you know, and that's why I said, you know, you always have to look at what the media puts out there because they get the information from the police. Right. And you look at the keywords, what they use. So, and that's what I'm saying. But what's weird is that, you know, uh, in the first uh, part of the show, you know, they're like, oh, we didn't find any on all these bodies and all this other stuff. And later in the article, like, oh, yeah, we found all these bodies, you know, and it's like, well, wait a minute, you just said no. Now you're saying yes. Mm. <laughs> and then I went back and validated between part one and part two. Yes, they did find other bodies. So that tells me that there's probably something else going on in that vicinity at that time back in 2021 you know uh that maybe he did get looped into or whatnot like somebody or quite a few all said and yeah. uh wrong place wrong time maybe i don't know yeah that's what yeah. i was getting that's what i got totally hello from australia yeah. welcome to the show yeah. i didn't get he was a bad guy he just no. found wrong people all wrong place, him. wrong time yeah so, you know, like says, uh, you know, my heart goes out to the friends and family. Uh, 
his dad and brother was on uh, some news, uh, national news, you know, pleading for help and stuff. I played her during the first show. Uh, but I didn't want to get into the to the race war or, or all that other stuff. You know, that's not what we're here for. Uh, you know, why stuff is covered or not covered is, is, is not our debacle. So, you know, we're here to do what we can do and, and bring forth what we can and, and shed light on what we can shed light on. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think everybody did an excellent job. Uh, right there is the email address, ladies and gentlemen. If you have any cases that you're looking at uh, or want me to look at, uh, uh, please forward them to us and I'll take a look at them and for the next show and uh, maybe put it in line or do it on the next show. But other than that, thank you, ladies. And uh, don't forget, we got La 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 Oh, my God. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah, so everybody did a fantastic job tonight. Once again, like always, beautiful. Thank you. So from coast to coast and around the world, that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you. Take care. Bye. Good night. Good night.